Welcome back, everybody. It's what you've all been asking for, for everybody that went to Steve and went to me at the World Speeding Shooting Championships and said, hey, when are you going to do another podcast? We're back with another episode of the Steel Target Paid Podcast. I'm Jeff Jones, and with me is my best friend and shooting partner and podcast co-host, Mr. Steve Foster. Steve, how you doing? Good, Jeff. How are you doing today? Oh man, I am. Uh, I am recovered uh, from my drive back. Uh, it was. Uh, it was tough. It was tough this time. Uh, it just felt very long compared to other other times I've driven back. It's about it's about nine hours, and you know you lose an hour in the in the time change, and it just felt like fifty seven. <laughs> 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 yeah, that whole hour thing will creep up on you if you're not watching out for it. Oh, you know, how, lo- how long were you at the World Speed Show? Because I was just there. Uh, well, we had the team dinner Friday night and then Saturday and Sunday. So um, I rolled up to dad's on um, Wednesday night and then left there, left there Thursday morning and, and rolled in. Actually got there in enough time on Thursday to add a gun uh, for Thursday afternoon. And, uh, you know, there, there's always the one or two slots that are, that open up based on people having to, uh, cancel or whatever. And so I was like, yeah, I'll take it. Here's my credit card. And, uh, I got in the match and shot Thursday afternoon and then got a good night's sleep and shot Friday, uh, rimfire pistol open and then shot, uh, every session on Saturday and Sunday. So I think it was up there, what, four days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then drove home Monday. Sorry about that, people. It's probably a spam call. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so your car warranties uh, expired as well, Jeff? Oh, yeah, and I, I, I think they're trying to get me to buy solar, and it's I, I signed up for that uh, uh, do not call list, and I think I get more calls now that I signed up for it. I think it's a farm Sucker. list for people to call. Sucker. Oh, it's terrible. Um, hey, I know I know we're gonna talk about the world speed shoot. Um let me let me open with this. The weirdest thing happened to us on Saturday afternoon. So I shot Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon. Well, you know but what? Saturday let's afternoon. let's let's focus the whole thing on weird stuff that happened at the World Speed Shooting Championship because I got a bunch. So go for it. Okay. Okay, I'm going first. So there was 50% chance of rain, you know, it was like 80, 82 degrees, that kind of jazz. And so I'm like, okay, got my range tactic gear card out with my umbrella and protected me from the sun and the rain. But it seemed like it came out of nowhere. It was a bright blue sky. And then it just got dark and the trees were mm-hmm. bending over from the wind and <laughs> Yeah, poor Adam went flying from the video. If you follow me on social media, you'll know what I'm talking about. But the weirdest thing happened. Literally, the sky parted and the rain and everything went around the range. And then you could see the clouds converge back together. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Really? Yep. That's crazy. Well, when all that happened... So the first, well, not necessarily weird, but just, you know, thing that happened is I happened to be on showdown when that all 
came in and, you know, it felt like a small tornado at times was, was blowing around and uh, they had not secured down the canopies. Oh, geez. So they started to go flying. So, you know, I think uh, that stage at the time it was um, uh, Elliot and Annette, uh, Eisen and I remember George being there and I was yep. sitting there and we all just kind of jumped up and grabbed something. Yeah. Yep. And <laughs> on Sunday morning, it was funny because it looked, you know, those like giant comical anvils that, you know, you see in cartoons that they used to hit mm-hmm. like the, they had two of those holding it down. It was hilarious. Oh my goodness. <laughs> So here's, here's the crazy thing that happened to me during that time. So I started out the day wearing my rubies. Uh, it was beautifully bright. They were great. And, you know, by, I guess that was probably what, maybe four in the afternoon when that yeah, whole stuff else, hit. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, when, when the clouds come in and you don't have direct sunlight, um, as great as the rubies are, they're not really a good lens for using in that kind of light. And I think Brian would agree. They're just not meant for low light. So um, luckily Jeff Barrett was on the next stage and he had his cart. And I said, Hey, Jeff is Chris shot. Yeah, he's shot. I said, can you do me a favor? Can you run me down to my, my van? Uh, I need to change out my glasses. He's like, sure. No problem. Hop in. You know what's coming. You know what's coming. (laughs) So we we roll out there and he stops and I'm walking up the van and I'm going, what is going on with my van? There's this white thing on the window. And I walk up and I read it and I I could not stop laughing. It was (laughs) the funniest thing ever. And for those that were there and saw it. Uh, you know what I'm talking about for those that weren't there on my window of my van was a bumper sticker that said, Hey, Jeff, do you know, Steve has a home range (laughs) (laughs) and it was, you know, nothing but hilarity came out of, of, I just could not stop (laughs) laughing. I almost peed my pants laughing. It was hilarious. Jeff Barrett is just like, oh my God, that is the funniest thing ever. And, you know, for those that didn't know, I explained, you know, what it all meant. And then it was just as funny to them getting in on the joke. So that was Friday, I think. Right. Wasn't that Friday? Yeah, that was Friday. No, no. Was that Saturday? No, No, that was was, Saturday. It it was was Saturday because it was Saturday. Yep. Because Saturday night. So my side, <laughs> go ahead. So my side of it was, I'm trying to shoot, and I'm not going to mention who it is. Maybe you will. Oh, I know who it so, is, and I've got a great story I, behind that too. So, um, so I I'm trying to shoot, and he's in our row. He's like, "Hey, Steve, check this out." I'm like, "All right, man, I'm going to shoot. It. What you got?" He pulls it out. I couldn't. I, <laughs> I lost it, Jeff. I mean, you know, we got pocket knives out trying to get them. Uh huh. Get him out of the package, and I'm like, "That's that's the that's one of the coolest things I've ever." I've oh my ever god! Seen. I, yes, I do. I do have one. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, so now they have the member meeting on Saturday night. Yep. So I'm sitting there at the member 
meeting. And my good friend, John Bartis, sits down next to me. And we're just shooting the bull. And I'm like, hey, did you see this? And I bring up the picture on Facebook. He goes, see it. I made it. <laughs> <laughs> and we we laughed. And it it well, here's the thing. He actually probably saved the people in that meeting a little bit because I was going to stand up and go, um, you know, hi, my name is Jeff Jones. Thank you for, uh, for, uh, you know, uh, having the member meeting. And before I ask my question, um, I'd like to direct a question to the members. Does anyone know who put this on my van? <laughs> <laughs> Luckily I didn't have to do that. So it was, um, yeah, that, that was, uh, you know, I, I made a post about it and, and it's absolutely true. I mean, outside of, of the, uh, the championships that I won in senior, uh, that was the next best part of the match. It was, uh, it, it, it it's just amazing. I, that, that whole joke has taken on a brand. I mean, Paul Larson comes up and he goes like, Hey, Jeff, Paul Larson. I'm like, oh, really? I know who you are. <laughs> He's like, you have the dirt with you? I said, yeah, it's in the van. <laughs> it's That's uh, too funny. Yeah, it's it's definitely so. So, yeah, so we had the oh. World Speed Shooting Championships and uh, and uh, at Jeff's expense, we had some fun. So that's good. Of course, I should talk. I walked around with a hat hair all weekend. So <laughs> I saw some pictures. I didn't see that in person, but I saw some pictures. So yeah. Good. You know, we uh, we had some I had some fun with it, um, had some fun with uh, Steve Sci-Fi Cowboy. And, uh, you know, because he does have uh, natural long flowing hair. So uh, I asked him, I said, would you take that down and kind of have it, you know, under your hat and take a picture? He was like, oh, absolutely. So that was that picture. And then um, Saturday morning, uh, I just wanted to have some fun with the ROs. So I put the hat on and I walked to every bay and I went, okay, dudes, like, I just want to let you know the energy on this stage is like amazing. Like the shooters just can't wait to get to this stage and shoot. The commands are perfect. You're doing a great job. Just keep up the good work. And everybody kind of looked at me and then got the joke and just couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. Hey, let, let, let me tell you, and I know Paul's a listener. Let me can I tell you another story about Paul Larson. I need dirt. So, Any, if it's dirt, please give it to me. <laughs> so, well, actually, I think it was Thursday or Friday on his social media. And he said something along the lines of, you know, heading to the world speed shoot. And he showed up a, a picture of the vial when he, when him and Jenna were here training at my right. house from one of the berms. So I thought that was awesome, but that's, that's not the funny part of the story. So I put a, I put a post out there. So I've got, you know, a JP five, if you haven't heard. Oh, I have. shot it. And we can talk about that too, and, but keep going. <laughs> oh yeah. So I'm, I'm getting there. So I put out a post there. So there's different locking pieces. So what, what, from a technical perspective, and we can talk about the JP post that came out today, but anyway, they, th there's, 
they ship them or they ship the pre-production ones. I think there was like 10 of them out there. And then I think they've probably added a couple more, but they come with a 90 locking piece. So the bolt is a two piece bolt that comes apart. And there's a locking piece that goes in between uh, the bolt where you kind of, you know, twist it at like a 45 degree angle and it comes out. The purpose of this locking piece is, is when the, you know, when the firing pit pin hits the cartridge, it create, uh, creates back pressure and it compresses that bolt, and what it does is it pushes the two rollers on the side of the bolt out into the receiver. And what happens is this locking piece has an angle to it, and there's different angles. So they start at 90, and I think they go down to maybe 60, maybe even 50. I've actually got an 80 and a 70. But what happens is, is the 90 is meant for to run pretty much any ammo. I think I tested it down to like 75 power factor. Um, and it just runs, right? So last year when I was at the World Speed Show doing a demo, there was five different locking pieces. And so I uh, put in different locking pieces to match my PNR ammo, my 135 grain. So, long sh- By the way, short, you sure it's 135? Because I thought it was like 22 long rifle when I shot your gun. <laughs> I know, right? It's crazy. So anyway, make a long story short, um, I ended up taking apart the gun here um, and uh, painted it blue and came out pretty pretty nice. And, you know, I put a couple posts out there, be at the World Speed Shoot, da-da-da-da-da, you know, maybe a little demo action. And But anyway, I put in my post, hey, this thing with this locking piece. So I put a 70 in it, so it's got a – it causes a little bit more delay in the blowback um, as the numbers go down. So there's more resistance if you That's will. What, that was going to be my question is it yeah is yep. it a resistance thing or is it more of a timing thing it, it, it's it's uh i i think it's kind of both because okay. what happens is the different angles as they hit the rollers um keep it in battery longer if you will it's actually slightly out of battery but it's uh those angles hit the rollers differently um, so the 90 doesn't put as much pressure on it. So it's easier to move the bolt back, um, you know, with the rollers on the side. And so as you go lower, the more resistance there is when the cartridge is, uh, is detonated as it pushes back. Um, okay. so it's, again, it's the rollers hitting the, this locking piece. So I got an 80 and a 70, you know, I told them I wanted a 70 and you know, they only had one and I said, well, give me that one. They said, no, we can't do that. And I said, you sure. And so they ended up sending me a 70 and 80, uh, the 80 still, I'm looking at over here on my bench right now, the seventies in the gun. Cause I, I knew what to expect. So I took mm-hmm. it, I took it to the range and shot it and put some social media content out there. Like, Hey, this thing's as soft as a 22, blah, blah, blah. And the skeptical person he is, Back to Paul. Paul goes, Steve, uh, you know, this is, he doesn't curse, but I do. He's like, this is, you know, this is BS. No way in heck. (laughs) There's no way in heck that, well, people say it shoots like a 22 all the time. That's well, Paul, look, at the end of the day, is it a 22? Eh, But it's pretty dang close. And so, um, so on Sunday, yeah, because I shot in the afternoon both days. I think, yeah, it was Sunday. Um, he came down and I called him, you know, cause a couple of people had shot. I think you may have shot it. I and, did. Yep. Yep. It, it, we'll get to that here in a second. And so I called Paul. I said, Paul, where are you at? Where's Jen at? And he's like, Oh, I'll be right there, Steve. Don't you worry. You know? 
all kind of like, uh, this ain't happening. And so <laughs> I told him, I think eight times, I counted eight. I said, Paul, look, look at me, look at my eyes. This is how much this gun is. I said, you pull the trigger on this gun, you are going to buy one. He's like, Steve, it's not, you know, I'm really skeptical that it's good. I said, no, no, you don't understand, Paul. And Jenna's right there. I said, Jenna, I'm t- talk some sense to him because your mom's not around. If he pulls the trigger <laughs> on him, he's going to buy a gun. And he and he's like, Steve, just give me the gun. He pulls the trigger. And I think that's the first time I heard him swear. No, I'm just kidding. I don't think he swore. <laughs> but he's like, he looked at me like, you and I'm not going to give other names, but I have uh, multiple people that are sponsored by other companies. And I didn't put them on video because I'm respectful like that, that said, there's no way that it's as soft as what I'm shooting. I put it in their hands and I literally, I, Jeff, I almost had to call security. I thought someone was going to take that gun from me. I was going to, if you turned your bad. head. It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. <laughs> Uh, no. But I, I did allow people to shoot the 135 and some people shoot the 100 grain PNR ammo. It's the actually the Steve Foster special. It's about 1100, 1150 feet per second. So they're right about 115 power factor, but the 115 was really designed for carry optics, single stack, limited minor, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's a great round, but it, but it's, it's a little bit too snappy in a, like a GMR 15. So that's why there's 135 grain. But now with the 70 locket piece, the 135 grain and the 100 grain, they're pretty much interchangeable. So, uh, but slight, still slightly prefer the 135. Uh, I'll stop rambling. What did you think about shooting that JP? Well, I had a preconceived notion on what I was going to feel because I was fortunate enough to shoot what I believe is probably the first one off the line uh, yep. down at the Hanson match uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, John Paul was at the match. Right. He, right. he, he lives down there. And, and so I just grabbed some of my ammo uh, or did I grab? No, I think he said, just grab my, I don't know what it was, but anyways, I, we were on smoke and hope and I was blown away. Um, and it was so, you know, just the opportunity to shoot yours. Uh, it, it, I didn't even need a reaffirmation of what the gun was like. I just wanted to shoot it again because it's fun, you know, yeah. and you almost. It's almost a detriment the first time you shoot it because you're expecting it to be more than it is. And then you're like, wait a minute, what just happened? Yeah. You know, does that make sense? It's like you're expecting this this PCC and, you know, it's like, wait a minute. This is this is it it, for anybody out there. And I know Steve is the type of guy, you know, after a match, if he's got the opportunity to grab a bay, take the opportunity to shoot this gun, even if it's just five shots. It is it is truly a game changer. I didn't believe it. Yeah. I believe it's more so a game changer than say the improvements of the GMR 15 from the standard to the lightweight they put. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I think the, you know, shooting the 13, then the 15 going from the 16 inch barrel, even to the 14 and a half inch and then the ultra lightweight uh, barrel, those were pretty big changes. 
But this recoil impulse, I, you know, somebody asked me, how much has it gotten away? I think it's right about five pounds without the optic. And it's 14, right now they're only making the 14 and a half uh, inch pinned welded barrels. Um, where down the street is, and it's just a rumor. So I'm going to get the first ultra lightweight when they, when they come out. Um, but, and I look forward to trying that. But even, I, I still like the balance of the gun. So it's not because the barrels, you know, you know, 10 pounds, like uh, I'm making that up, but the original 16 inch barrel before they went to a light contour was pretty heavy and that helped mitigate recoil. Now it's this whole roller delay bow back operating system. That's uh, it, it really is a game changer. I mean, it's sometimes I hesitate to let people shoot it. Like Trenton, Trenton was over there. He was like, Hey, what's going on? I'm like, Hey, and he's sponsored by JP. I said, Hey, you want to shoot? He's like, heck yeah. Oh no. And I posted this, you know, just, you know, instant reaction. He's like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it, it, it's, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's like a I said, evolution. you, the claims you hear, we're saying it on this. You've said it before. It feels like a 22 is yep. so unbelievable until yep. you shoot it. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, it does. I mean, yeah. it, it's, it's, it is just amazing. Um, and, you know, so like I said, if you see Steve, if you come down to Florida to shoot at Hanson, I, I know uh, John Paul would be more than happy to uh, let you try the gun. And yeah. yeah, once you try it, you know, it's, it's time to put the house in hock and figure out how you're going to pay for one. <laughs> um, yeah, it's about, it's about 3,300 bucks. Send it to me for an extra few hundred dollars and uh, we'll make it pretty. And uh, yeah. It's, it's just amazing. So let's see what other weirdness happened at the, at, I saw one of the great strings. In fact, I did it. I did it uh, myself uh, after realizing uh, it wasn't worth going back outer limits. uh, I'm shooting with Kenny uh, day one. And I, it really doesn't matter what gun he was shooting, but he, uh, I, I don't know if it was his first string or his last string, but it was funny because he has some interesting mannerisms. You know, he's, you know, we've kind of, I saw somebody repost the, uh, the smoke and hope run <laughs> yeah. from last year. <laughs> Epic. You know? And this was outer limits this year. And he gets up there and it's, it's hit miss and he was in the center box already. Yeah. And he, and he, and he realizes he's missed that plate. And then he realizes he's been spending a while contemplating that he missed that plate. <laughs> and he just cranks one off with the stop plate. <laughs> it's like, it's not worth going on. That's never happened to me before. So I'm shooting, uh, I, I don't even remember what gun. It might have been my rimfire pistol. Uh, yeah. I was lucky enough to shoot on the super squad, but uh, I did the same thing. I outer limits, hit the first plate straight on, just missed the back plate. I wasn't in the center box quite as fast as Kenny gets there, but I was there and I did the same thing. I went, I missed that. It's not worth going back. It's not worth continuing. So I just cranked one off at the, stop plate and uh i think russell was the ro 
and he's like, uh, uh, the time, and and he says, and I thought he said and two. He probably said and three, but I thought he said and two. So he, you know, he's like, you know, three seventy five and two. And I I chimed out, uh uh-uh, uh, that was and three. <laughs> I'm, yeah. taking, I'm taking my missus. If I'm going to take my missus, I'm going to take them hard. So, but yeah, it was, uh, I, I tell you for anyone who's never been to the world speed shooting championships, especially if you live in the Southeast, you know, next year is the last year currently, uh, having it scheduled in Alabama, um, make the effort and get there. It's, um, it's worth the experience to see, uh, you know, to shoot in that match, uh, vendor area was a little light this year. Um, hoping that's going to change in the future again. I mean, last year there was a lot, um, I'm not sure what happened this year, but stuff happens. Um, but it's, it's just, it's just a different experience compared to most matches you've ever been to. And, and I highly recommend it. And if you went to the member meeting, uh, while the policy is not finalized yet, uh, just like the USPSA has uh, steel challenge for sign up for the 2023 World Speed Shooting Championships is going to have a slot policy. Ooh, tell me more. So uh, again, the details are still being worked out. Um, but in effect, um, if you won a division, if you won a class where there was at least 10 people in it, or if you won a category where there was at least five people in it, you have earned at, at this match, you have earned a pre-registration slot for the 2023 WSSC. So just one slot? Uh, one slot. So I was fortunate enough this year. I won senior in RFPO and PCCI. I have two pre-registration slots right now. Because it's different guns. Mm-hmm. Now, everybody's sitting there going, oh, man but i didn't get to go you know i would have gone if i could have known it was a slot well guess what you still got a chance because every area match is going to have a similar slot policy it's not it may or may not be the same as what's at the world speed shooting championships uh but it's going to be something where you're going to be able to earn slots when you shoot your area match. So Steve, we're in area six. So when we shoot the area six match, um, based on the policy that they come up with, which is probably going to be very close to don't hold me to this people, but it's probably going to be very close to what it is, which is, you know, if there's 10 in the division, the division winner is going to win a slot. If there's, if you're in a class, if there's 10 in that class for that, division you're in uh you're going to win you're going to earn a slot and uh if there's five in the category you're gonna earn a slot but you can only earn them in 
your area. There's nothing oh. stopping you from going to shoot area five, but you can't earn right. an area five slot if you don't live in area five. Hmm. So, which is good because it's, it's, you know, you, you can, you can still help contribute to the number of people in the division class or category. Um, but you can't, you can't win one. Yep. So they're still working that all out. Keep an eye out for, uh, you know, information. Uh, I'm not sure whether it'll come in, you know, front site or whether it'll be in uh, the downrange email or if it'll be on the website. But um, I know that now that the World Speed Shooting Championships is done, uh, they're going to start developing what that slot policy is going to be. And it's Got it. pretty cool. Because, okay, you know, we all, for those of us that were lucky, I was one of the fortunate ones and got a 502 coin. Um, do you know what that is, Steve? Uh, yeah, I made the original one, Jeff. I know, but um, uh, Palmetto State Armory um, made 100 502 coins. And uh, Zach did a random uh, number generator uh, on the competitors, and uh, I was fortunate enough. And it was just kind of a, a, a tongue-in-cheek thing to uh, uh, alleviate some of the issues that we all went through in trying to sign up this past year. Um, probably one of the other big things uh, that came out of the member meeting is that... Um, the USPSA and the Steel Challenge Shooting Association are looking to be the host of the registration. So that could change the game as well. And hopefully, uh, you know, uh, even if, you know, there was what, 712 shooters or guns at this match. Uh, that need that were registered, you know, uh, not all of them at the at the very beginning, but, you know, uh, a lot of people signed up early and the slot policy policy is going to help alleviate some of that stress. And, you know, their hope is that they're going to be able to put together a uh, straightforward process to be able to alleviate uh, further sign up issues and, and make it a, a stress free environment. So. Uh, definitely looking forward to that and hoping that's the case because uh, two years in a row and what we went through is, uh, is painful. Yeah, it's been pretty, uh, pretty rough. One year is bad. Two years is bad enough. And feels like it's been three or four. <laughs> Just saying, man. Just saying. So how many guns did you end up shooting, Steve? I know it's, uh, you know, uh, for everybody that, uh, you know, uh, looked at Steve or I and went, hey, we can't wait to hear another podcast. You know, um, Steve uh, has been, uh, you know, a one-armed paper hanger is lucky compared to what Steve's been going through uh, in the hours that he's been putting in. And uh, so, you know, we're actually recording this uh, late at night on, uh, on a Wednesday night, because, uh, I'm not sure about you, Steve, but having a lot of people come to us or come to me and say, Hey, when's the next podcast? Um, it meant a lot to me because yeah, it meant sure. people cared and wanted to listen to, 
you know, two goofballs talk about shooting and just having a good time. And so that that's, you know, I went to Steve and if I'm not mistaken, when I said, Hey, can we get a podcast <laughs> recorded next go? week? You looked at me and you went, hell yeah. Uh, you yeah, were ready to go. So, um, that, uh, that said to me, you know, we've got to, even if we got to do them late at night, we got to make them happen because, uh, we got to keep these people happy and off our backs. <laughs> And you yep. know who you are. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know, the other cool thing about the the match and all that kind of stuff is there was over 700 guns, right? I mean, yes, probably the was. largest. Is it the largest world speed shoot ever? It is. It is. And it eclipsed the other one by quite a bit. The, uh, the previous biggest one was in 2018, um, which happened to be the first year it was at the CMP. Uh, and that was yeah. 638 guns. Um, yep. the next two years were, you know, quote unquote COVID years and they were still over 600, but they, they didn't break that 638. And then this year, uh, we come in and, uh, break the record with 712. Um, Crazy. that, you know, do the math that's over 10% bigger than the biggest match <clears throat> that's huge yeah that's yeah that's crazy yeah it's uh you know three seconds on personal life maybe 10 seconds of personal life yeah three months ago i took uh took a new job and um it's been uh it's been interesting they they brought me in because the team there needed somebody like me and hasn't been the prettiest thing uh just because you know when you walk into which i've done many times where things are not performing where they need to be um, to say that it's uh, there's some abrupt things that need to happen. And, you know, um, the not so nice guy has to come out and those kind of things, but uh, it's been, uh, it's been a lot of work. So uh, unfortunately the podcast hasn't cut the list in the last couple of months, but I'm, I'm glad to be back at it, Jeff, for sure. And haven't shot a ton in the last three months. Um, I've done some training but uh, you know, between work and you know Creekside Custom, it's 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 consumed more of my time than uh, you know, and taking a little trip here with the kiddos and all that kind of stuff. It's it's been uh, it's been busy. So, but this this past weekend was great to see. It, it was interesting. I think that there was a ton of familiar faces, but I also say there's a lot of people that I think were first timers at the World Speed Shoot, which was really cool to see as well. And yeah. There's some folks that I expected to see that I didn't see as well. Um, I want to point out for all you first timers that, you know, are able to walk up to Steve and I, or, you know, I'm not sure about Steve, but walk up to me and read my Jersey and say, Hey, Jeff, you have to wear a name tag so I can remember your name. Okay. It's not fair. Yeah. I met, I met a bunch. I met, uh, uh, two great guys, John and Alex, uh, from Pennsylvania. I forget their last names, but they were staying in the cabins, uh, with me. Yeah. And, you know, we spent, I got to shoot with John on one of the squads and, you know, it was, it, it was funny because I'm unloading my van and they're out in front of their cabin, just hanging out. And John had a Harley shirt on. And I just said, Hey, you, uh, you, you ride a Harley. Uh, what do you ride? He's like, I forget what he said, but I said, Oh, I had a 15 limited. I said, what are you here for? And, uh, 
they said, oh, we're here for the world speed shoot. I'm like, oh, me too. And they're like, yeah, yeah, you're Jeff Jones. I'm like, that's not fair. You know who I am. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, we had some, we had some good talks and, uh, and that was just nice. And, and yeah, yeah. I mean, you can go, I can go down the line of, you know, people that have been in the game, but I finally got to meet for the uh, first time, Kylie Wells, that's you. Um, and, and just a whole bunch of other people and seeing people that I've seen for years, uh, you yeah, know, absolutely. getting to see teammates, you know, Kurt and Maria and, and, and Nate and Becky and, and just, you know, yourself, you know, and it's just, you know, we could spend a whole podcast just trying to read off the names of the people that we, uh, we, we met and remembered and, and, and just know that, uh, you know, for each and every one of you, uh, uh, men, women, children out there that, uh, that said hi. And, and, uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. It's, uh, I've always said, uh, this is a game, this isn't a job and this should be fun. And, and I try yeah. to bring that, you know, yeah. When it's time to shoot, I'm serious. And, and, and I want to, I want to do well and we all do, but you know, in between, you're going to find me with, you know, the hat hair on or cracking a joke <laughs> or just having fun. It's just, yeah, it's just what I do. So what did yeah, you see? I don't know. Go ahead, Steve. Go ahead. No, no. I was just going to say, you know, I brought Vanessa with me and she wanted to go because there's, there's a lot of us older folks that, that are there, but it always, it's always a humbling experience to see all the young shooters, you know, all the, the folks from, um, you know, all over the country, folks from Texas and Kansas and Missouri and California, you know, it, it's just Maryland. It, it's, it's just, it's awesome to see all the, all the younger people there. It's, uh, it's, it's really cool, you know, cause that's just hopefully to be, um, a role model and, and be an example to some of these, uh, younger folks and help them out. You know, there was somebody that I had a conversation with, uh, last night we were talking about equipment and they were looking to make an investment in a gun and, you know, Hey, look, I'm, I'm, I'm a shooter and I spend my money, uh, my hard earned money. And, you know, let me walk you through the history of shooting a Browning buck mark to, you know, all I remember that way. I remember and here's those. pros and cons, you know, and it's, yep. but you know, it, it's cool. Um, one of Vanessa's close friends, Alora, she's from Texas. They spent most of the weekend together. It, it's just, you know, it's just really cool to reconnect with the shooting family after yep. a certain period of time. It's, uh, you know, I tell people all the time, it's even at the world speech shoot, it's more like a family reunion that happens to be a little bit of shooting and that's, that's the part I enjoy. So oh, it, it was a good time. Well, you know, and it, and it, and it's cool too. I mean, for you, there's probably a lot of local shooters that end up being there. They're a little closer and you do get over to Alabama to shoot for me. You know, there were some Florida shooters. I mean, Tom Nalen, Vince Taparowski. I mean, they're kind of staples, uh, uh, at the match. Now they're, you know, they're not going to yeah. miss it. And, you know, Vince is in his 80th year. Unbelievable. And he's out there and he's not taking the penalty in outer limits. Yep. And he just got like two new knees a couple of years ago. Oh yeah. And, and you know, he's out there and then, you know, you've got some, I've got some friends from, from the Hanson range, Peter Parfenick, who actually I think got second place in senior RFRO. So congratulations to him. 
And, you know, guys from my club, Bob MacGyver, guys from him, uh, Hernando, uh, you know, Bill Mitchell, Dick Hudson, just to, just these are just name a few people. But then you sit there and you go, OK, now I get to see Steve. Oh, there's Chris Barrett, you know, another teammate. And then there's Colby and there. Oh, there's Cole Bush. And, you know, I, I love I love the Bush family. They're just super people and fun to be around. And, you know, it, it it's, it, you know, to see Cole and you notice he shot the entire weekend in his cowboy boots. Uh, unbelievable. It's 83 degrees out. And <laughs> he's wearing jeans and he's like cowboy boots. I'm like, that's not even fair. So he's got legs that are like five feet tall. Mine are oh. like, He's all legs. My, my torso is like of a six foot one. And my lower torso is, or my legs are like somebody that's like four foot nine. You know what I mean? So it, it's not fair. It's not fair. So, so let's see. I get, I got my butt kicked by Cole. I let him know about it too. For those that are on Facebook, you may have seen the, uh, the photo bomb or video bomb I did, uh, expressing my heartfelt gratitude to, uh, Cole Bush's shooting. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but then, you know, I got to meet Carly Chadwick, who is like, yeah. is she even four foot tall? I mean, she's, she's a she's tiny tall. little thing. She, she's got, she's actually grown a couple inches. Since okay. Time. Well, you know, I got to meet her and her family and, and that was fun. And, you know, and then you, you just go down the line and there's certain memories like, okay, I was fortunate enough to be the MC at the awards. And, you know, my feeling is, have some fun with that. So I wanted to make sure that everybody who got called up, you know, they, it wasn't just their name. I was, you know, trying to have some fun with it. And I, I hope everybody enjoyed it, but I, I have to relate this story. Um, the organization has created some new category awards. Okay. And what they've done is they've taken the lady category and applied it to the age-based categories. So there is now lady preteen, lady junior, lady senior, and lady super senior. Now you still have to follow the same rules for category awards. There has to be at least five competitors in that, in this case, let's just say lady senior for PCCO. And we announced that Diane McCoy won that award. And I have never seen a bigger smile on anybody's face than to see yep. her walk up and get that award. And that in and of itself said to me, that was one of the best changes they could have made at the awards to open up that type of, uh, you know, new category award. Uh, to recognize more people uh, uh, again, well within the rules. And uh, I thought it was great. And uh, it was, uh, it was pretty special to see Diane walk up there and, uh, and, and get that award because yeah, it was a ear to ear smile and it was pretty cool, you know, and then That's I got awesome. tired of reading Kenny's name. I mean, I, I, I wanted to come up with something else, but you know, I had to keep reading his name because that boy can shoot. Yeah, he shot. Yeah, he shot the two fastest times of the match, right? Yes, he did. And that I think probably the most impressive is the rimfire pistol open time. That was unbelievable. Broke the previous record by what four seconds? I mean, that's yeah. 
it uh yeah he shot so number one time was the 5440 in rimfire rifle open and then he shot a f- earlier in the week but it held of course for the entire match was a 5573 in rimfire pistol open that's amazing I want to say KC ran like a 57 and change last year. Oh, um, I thought it was a 59, but you're, you could be right. I think two years ago, he might've run a 59. Um, let me just see if I've got it handy here. Uh, and Lance Bratcher Jr. Shot a hell heck of a match, huh? Well, he, you he, know, he's been he did. Boyce with his pistol. Rob I got Boyce. I got to hang out with them a lot, uh, whether we were shooting together or uh, when he was shooting that rimfire pistol iron, um, I was on the squad behind and we were walking up. So I got to talk to Lance senior and uh, there's, there's a lot of funny stories behind that. Um, uh, One of the things that, uh, that happened that weekend is they saw me putting on the, uh, uh, the grip, uh, assist that I use. Um, and they asked, and Lance asked me for some, I'm like, sure, here, here's this bottle's almost empty. Just take the bottle. Well, that was, I think he was shooting rimfire pistol open. He comes up and he goes, he goes, that was the best match I've ever shot. And I'm, it's all because of that, that grip stuff you gave me. And I looked him straight in the eye and I said, one, you put in the work, you shot the gun. I said, uh, but, uh, I mean, if that took your mind off of it, I couldn't have gotten a better compliment, you know, that I helped them do that. But, uh, yeah, with, with regards to that rimfire pistol iron, I mean, it's uh, reminiscent of last year, uh, in rimfire rifle open where the world record got set and then somebody came behind them and, uh, and broke it again. Yeah. That's not so. Hey, I'm look. I found it here. Uh, Casey's record in uh, from 2021 was a 57 51. So, nice. uh, Kenny beat it by uh, what's that uh, about uh, one and three quarter seconds, which is got it. Okay, you know, we all know it the year before he shot a 59. Yeah, yeah, but and you know, at that level, one and three quarter seconds is it's like a lifetime. Oh, yeah, that's that's yeah. You know, it's uh, it's crazy. So what do you think? I got the numbers right here. So we'll play a little uh, little guessing game. Uh, what do you think the biggest division was? Rimfire rifle open. You are correct. Now, you want to take a guess at how many entries there were? <clears throat> I looked last week, 147. Wow. Uh, you should be dyslexic. Because it was 174. Was it? Yeah. Hey, all I know is I, I landed in the top 20, which I was happy with. Which is Yeah. Good. Yeah. I mean, we, we've got to take those, uh, those little wins. Uh, it's, uh, well, you know, it's funny because I, uh, I shot, I had a chance. I had a chance in PCCO. I had to shoot a personal best on the last stage, which was showdown. And, uh, I didn't do it and, uh, ended up third, uh, behind, uh, 
Uh, Kirk Grimes was in second. Robert Halsell was in first. They both shot great matches. And, uh, you know, I congratulated uh, Kurt. Um, I don't think I got to see Robert. Um, I don't think he made the uh, the award ceremony, but uh, he won both uh, RFRO and uh, PCCO this year and uh, in senior division and hats off to him. And, uh, you know, it, it was just, you know, you unfortunately weren't able to come to the awards because uh, I know you had to get back, um, but they had it at the uh, at the racetrack this year. Uh, yeah. How was that? You know, um, for the four years that I've been at the World Speed Shooting Championships, where, you know, the first one was uh, inside and we were all crammed in. And the next two were outside with moderate lighting um, being in this banquet room at the track was, I thought, amazing. I thought it was a great, a great place to have, have the awards. There was space where you, you know, the tables were together and, but they weren't on top of each other and you could eat, but there was places where you could move off to the side and talk and, you know, you could get around, um, they fed us. They had, you know, uh, I think it was pulled pork and, uh, and chicken, um, there was, you know, beans and slaw and, you know, you know, was it shrimp and steak tips? No, but I didn't expect that. So I thought it was good to have, you know, that they had something there and, uh, and I thought it was great. I, I actually hope that next year they do something very similar because I thought that room was, uh, was conducive for, uh, for the awards. No, that's awesome. That is awesome. So what do we say? We, uh, we've been talking here for, for almost an hour, 45 minutes. What do we want to tease for the next one? You want to get into to some of the specific accomplishments that people made? Uh, you want to try to get somebody from the World Speed Shooting Championships on the call? What do you think? What do you want to do? That's a great question. I think that we should definitely talk about the accolades. You know, it's, it's two come to mind. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of accolades and very important things that need to, that we need to talk about. Um, the one that I thought was truly impressive and they shot a personal best by like four or five seconds. That was Jenna Larson. I, I mean, you know, she run the, was the uh, ladies RFRO with like a 60 something, six, low 60, like a 60 point something. I mean, to come to the world speed shoot and drop four to five seconds off your personal best. And there, there's some competitors. There's a lot of heat in that. Hats off to Jenna. The other, the other one that I want to mention real quick, and then we can talk more about it later. Is Just by the way, more. it was a 60.82. That's, that's, that's insane. I mean, well, and I think her previous personal best was like a 65 or 66. I mean, that's, that's, that right. is, that's yeah, that's yes. Kudos, kudos, uh, Jenna. Kudos. Yeah. If you don't know Jenna, she's an absolute sweetheart. She's one of the nicest people you'll ever meet and she can ball some. Uh, <laughs> the, the other, the other one that I'll share with you is Neil Norman. I mean, yep. Neil, Kind of a long history with Neil. I've known Neil for five or six years. Um, I, I don't know if it was necessarily his first match that he ever shot, but it was uh, 
probably one of those first matches that I squatted with him and his dad. And that was, man, let me see. Let me take a look here. I, I may have it on my wall. Yeah, I think it was the 2016 World Speech, or uh, I'm sorry, World Rimfire in okay. Alabama. That's that's when I first met him. I'm looking at a picture on my wall here. Um, but fantastic guy. So he won, won um, Rimfire Pistol Iron, I think, two years ago. And I think he set a, a world record and won it again this year. Rimfire Pistol Iron. I mean, yep. it was like 66. Very good memory. Seconds, like that. Yeah. I'm looking right at it right now. It's he yeah. shot a 66.56 with a rimfire pistol iron gun. That's, mm-hmm. that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, since we're throwing out, a, we're th- we're just throwing out a, f- a couple of kudos here. Um, I will tell you one of I think one of my uh, if I were to call somebody out for a kudos accomplishment. Um, and it's not because he's a teammate, but because he did it is Chris Barrett winning PCCI three years in a row. But with a ridiculous time, 57, oh. maybe somewhere in there. He shot an eight. I think it was 868. Outer no, limit. Not on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. On outer limits. Uh, we watched him shoot. We Zach Jones and I. Uh, cause I was on the squad behind him and we rolled up and, uh, Zach was out there sitting in front of the shack and I sat my butt down and we watched Chris shoot and it was, we were blown away, yeah. blown away by what he was doing. It was, it, it just looked effortless. So kudos to Chris. Man, All right. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. You got one. Let me talk about, well, I'm just going to talk about Chris for a minute. Okay. Go for it. That guy puts in a ton of effort and what people don't know. And I I haven't shared this with many people, but I have seen Chris Barrett shoot a four second showdown. No, no, no. We're we're not talking one string. Yeah. We're not talking two strings. We're talking four strings. I've seen him shoot at sub one second. So, yeah, it, it, it's it, it's crazy, man. The, the kid is super, super nicest guy you'll ever meet in the world, but stupid fast. So it's uh, I'm, I'm glad that he was able to get at least one. I think he had a couple, two or three of the four guns he shot under uh, under sixty, which was great. Um, but man, the kid kick and roll, kick and roll, which is great. Yeah, I'm I'm smoking hope. You want to just do you want to just throw out a number that he shot PCCI and smoke and hope it turned out to be the fastest stage of the weekend for him for the guns that he shot. I'm I'm going five and a quarter. Five fifteen. Woo! <laughs> Crazy. I mean, that's like stupid fast. Like yeah, burn it down. That's yep. that's ridiculous. No, that's ridiculous. Here, here, he, you know what? And it's funny. You start looking at this and you're going, okay, something must have happened here. You know, human, human side of Chris, you know, his worst stage. And we're not calling him out. We're just having some fun with Chris right now. His worst stage was outer limits with a PCC optic, and it was 1072. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that are listening. It's like, oh. I would. 
do anything. I, I would kill. I would kill. That was no. literally. Now get this. That was out of the 32. He shot four guns. Eight stages. 32 stages he shot. That was the only time he was over 10 seconds on any of his times. Any gun. That's crazy. Yeah. It, That's crazy. It's. I mean, I'm 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 looking at these times, and yeah, Chris, you need to go look at that video I I I photo bombed for Cole because it it counts for you too. <laughs> oh, hey, I I know we're looking to wrap it up, but and I don't mean this to be controversial, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway because you're you're my rules aficionado, so I, I come to you because I'm not a certified RO. Okay, I'm not a car. I will try. Man, so I, I will try. And I don't, I don't mean to spur up a little controversy, but there was, um, I was shooting with somebody on the squad and there was some discussion amongst ROs after this person shot, looked to be some level of confusion. We're all kind of like what happened and pick up the timer and then shot five more strengths. And we're like, hmm, what was that? So when this person, I almost said their name. When this person got back there, I said, what happened? They didn't pick up the timer? And they said, well, kind of. And I said, well, what do you mean kind of? So on the first string of fire, and it was the the final, the, the string time was right in line with what he shoots. They didn't capture all five shots, so they required him to reshoot the stage, the string. Is that a rule, Jeff? I didn't think well, it was, but that's why I'm asking you. There, There is no rule that says you have to capture all five shots. Okay. But as an RO, what you want to make sure is you capture the last shot. For for sure. Okay. So if the RO did not capture all five shots and was not able to guarantee that they saw the timer click over on the fifth shot, it is the correct call. Okay. Okay. Now there have been many times, um, cause I do a lot of ROing both in local matches and, and, and some of the other, you know, level twos. And I have been an RO at the world speed, um, where I have seen, I have only, re- I've actually only recorded three shots. Okay. And, um, uh, I'm trying to think of the speed option with a lefty. Yeah. When you get on their left side, yeah. if they're shooting, I mean, this is a very specific situation, but if they tend to be shooting like a bull barrel 22, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. a 10, 22, uh, no comp, there's a good chance that you may not pick up. If you're slightly out of wrong position, you're not going to pick up the last two shots. But if you pick up the last three shots and you know that you saw that timer click over on the last shot, then the time is valid, even though you only got three. So um, my guess is, is that it's not a requirement that all five are picked up. But if the RO believes that if, if the RO can't guarantee that they saw it trip on the fifth shot, then yes, it, it is in my estim- in my belief and, and what I know of the rules, uh, that is the correct call. 
Because okay, there, no, there are no gimmies. There are no gimmies. Yeah, the, the, the tough part about it is, it, it, and it's tough if you have ROs that are not used to shooting with fast shooters. Correct. Um, because, I, you know, it, it definitely was, and I know some of us that have done this for a long time, you know, you can pretty much get pretty close to what somebody's shooting just by standing back there. The only caveat I offer from time to time is really the draw of the first shot. The rest of the tempo, I could judge within 0.05 to 0.15. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, somewhere in there. But what happened in this situation, they had a smoking first run, like strong, had that situation. The next one had a pickup. Next one had two pickups. You know what I mean? It's, it's because you're consciously thinking about what just happened instead of shooting the gun. And so I, I, yeah, it, it, it's it's definitely a tough one, but it, it's um, it's it happens. It, it's part of the game. You have to be prepared for it. I I don't know of anybody who's not have it happen to them. Yeah, you know, maybe a centerfire shooter. Um, yeah, uh, those those guns tend to be loud enough. Uh, so yeah, for for the rim fire and all that, but uh, yeah. Do we do All right, well, can, wait, wait, Steve, we'll can I, can I, can I share the outer limits stage with you about five years ago where this happened? Do you remember sure. what I'm talking about? Yes. So since then you've learned how to manage this kind of situation. Yep. You know, and I think we all, we've, you know, ho- over the years, you hope to be able to learn that stuff, but you know, you were, I don't want to say you were early on in your, in your career, but you were, you know, you were five years in maybe four, Yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, the arrow missed it and you put down a blazing run and you bit your tongue, but you were ready to give that arrow a piece of your mind. <laughs> it, it, it was probably because I had practiced that stage and, um, that was at the Georgia match, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah. At first, I thought it was World Speechhood. No, it was nope. the Georgia match. No, it was Georgia. To, to say, yeah, to say that I had it, it was, it was rolling. I mean, it was. No, you. Oh yeah, you know. Really, at the time, I mean, quite frankly, you look at your time. You look at what you shot back then and what you're shooting now, and you're like, man, how? Because how was I ever that slow? <laughs> but at the time, but, but even you were ba- crushing it. Yeah, e- yeah. Even back then, I think you know, I was in that 1050 land. So that's you know some three fifties. I think that first one would have been probably, it, it probably would have been like three and a quarter. I mean, it was, and yep. that would have put me, you know, set me up. But yeah. That was probably one of the most frustrated that I've been at a match. It, and it was more of the match than anything else. You know what I mean? It was just the absolute level of ROs. Right. And that's another podcast by itself. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, you know, but, uh, it, it's, I've been there. I've done it. I've been, you know, I've been an RO um, and it's, uh, you know, for all them are out there and uh, from me who shot the match. Uh, thank you. It's uh, when everything goes great. Uh, it's like the arrows almost uh, aren't even noticed and, uh, and that's okay. And when things go bad, it's, it's, it's not the arrows fault uh, in, in most instances, it can be, it can be, yep. 
you know, yep. uh, um, hopefully in this, in this situation with this shooter, uh, and the RO missing a time that they, you know, realized maybe they had a quieter gun. Let's face, I mean, like, that's the other thing that I was impressed with this new JP is it's nowhere near as loud. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so that's something you need to consider too, you know, when you're shooting it, you know, are, are, are your shots getting picked up? You know? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. Well, this is a good one. All right, so sorry. everybody who's been waiting for one, hope you enjoyed it. Steve and I are going to probably do at least one more talking about the world speed, but uh, we're going to try to get one of these out on a much more, uh, uh, consistent uh time frame to uh to keep all you people chomping at the bit for having uh two guys talk about shooting uh to listen to so hope you enjoyed this one and all steve right. how do we, wait 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 how do we end every podcast hey discount code st podcast 10 get 10 percent off of range store.net all right well steve i'm looking forward to talking to you again have a good night all right see you man bye